I would like for you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm just going to make comment just briefly on that, and we'll look at some other texts. But uh, over the last few weeks, and I don't know if I, I'm going to try, I'm going to struggle at describing this, and uh, you may not agree. Uh, you may disagree with what's going on in my life. I won't be the first time. But uh, maybe somebody will empathize as well. But um, God, over the last few weeks, has been ministering to me right at the moment of my waking up in the morning Um, and before getting out of bed. So as I'm horizontal in bed, um, I'm not a charismatic, nor as uh, I think it was Puyon said, I'm not a former charismatic. But uh, maybe it wasn't Puyon, somebody that said that. uh, But often I wake up to clarity on something I've been thinking about. And it can only come from the Lord. Um, It may have been something I've been working on and processing the day before, but I wake up and God gives me a thought. God gives me um, uh, a comment in my heart. It may be, um, maybe I'm preaching that day and I've just been struggling with a text and I'm wondering, what is it, God, that you want people to walk away with? And God, when I wake up on Sunday morning, there it is. It's, it's so clear that I hadn't even seen it the day before. Um, it may be the next step in a process I'm taking. Um, but here's what happened today. <clears throat> so today, I woke up, and I had nothing. Um, I've been kind of looking forward to waking up and, uh, and hearing from the Lord, and I had nothing. Um, I've been eager for it. But it was noticeably quiet. And so I said to the Lord, God, I don't want to get out of bed until I hear from you. I don't want to get out of bed until I know what you have for me today, and I'm willing to wait for it. Now, I wasn't willing to wait for it because it's cold outside and it was warm in the bed. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a lay in the bed kind of person. I don't nap. Um, I'm usually up fairly early and down fairly late. I don't sleep a lot, but I thought, God, I'm just going to wait for it. And um, um, I wanted to know earnestly something from the Lord. And so my words to myself were, I feel like if I got up right now, I would get up empty. And I want to get up full from the Lord. And Ladies and gentlemen, uh, without any exaggeration, I did not hear an audible voice from God, but I got God's word planted in my heart without any question. And he impressed on my heart 2 Corinthians chapter 12. He didn't give the reference. I had to look it up. But 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and a portion of verse 9, my strength is made perfect in weakness. My strength is is made perfect in weakness. And I felt like my soul had been filled up from heaven. And um, I got up, I opened the scripture, the rest of that text is, therefore most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, in full disclosure, 
And this group is kind of a safe group for that. We can be honest with each other. We're not political. We're not out to impress each other. But my wife knows that I went to bed last night discouraged. I don't get discouraged very often. Um, I, um, I had presented God's Word last night to our church congregation, and I was not happy with the way I had done it. And, uh, and that's a preacher thing sometimes. I understand that. Sometimes you go home and you think all through the things, and Mondays are rough days, and, and uh, Satan beats you up. But I did. I went to bed discouraged last night um, regarding how I presented God's Word, and I didn't present error. I just went home and thought, you know, I could have said that a whole lot better. Um, and I didn't. Um, but also, we have some family ministry things ahead of you, ahead of us, that um, simply we cannot do unless we hear from God. We cannot do it without God's Spirit going before us. So I did get up, and I got up with that word, my strength is made perfect in weakness on my heart. And I sat down in my chair that I often sit in first thing in the morning, and opened my Bible, and God gave me two other two other passages of Scripture that were medicine to my soul. Psalm 28, verse 7. The first part of it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. And then Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. He will make me walk on my high hills. And we've got some high hills ahead of us. And the promise from the Lord is, in God's strength, he is the strength that allows us to do this. And so I'd like to just, before I read something to you that I read to our congregation last night, um, and uh, I did that very well, by the way, because I was just reading something from somebody else. But uh, um, think with me about praying in strength. From weakness, praying in strength. So in 1 Kings chapter 18, we, we, you'll remember, probably, that uh, Elijah is there with the false prophets and um, they are going through all their incantations and trying to get fire to fall on the altar. And I can just picture Elijah there with a grin, thinking, you can do all that stuff. In fact, he was mocking them. You know, your God may be asleep, or maybe he's on a journey. And he was just grinning. And, I, and I, that's not in the text. I'm just assuming that maybe he was. But um, he was watching weakness right there before him. Um, and weakness kind of dressed up like strength. And he knew strength. He knew God. And he knew strength in his weakness. And so when he called on God, God responded in incredible strength. So then I got thinking about 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where Elisha was there with the servant in the wilderness, maybe in a tent, um, I don't remember how it's described, but I just remember the servant got up and he looked out and the Syrian army is coming upon them. And the servant got very concerned and said to Elijah, you know, what are we going to do? And Elijah said, there's more that be with us than be with them. 
So Elijah or Elisha was speaking from the weakness of the servant, but yet demonstrating the strength that he knew in God. Um, strength and weakness. And then last night, one of the things I commented on, I was preaching on the subject of joy last night, but one of the things that I was commented on was from Mark chapter 4, where the uh, Lord was with the apostles in the boat. The winds and the waves were kicking up, and Jesus stood and calmed the winds and the waves. And I always love to think of that they heard the voice of their Creator, and He had authority over them. And uh, we find in, in that text that the, um, that the winds and the waves obeyed him, and the disciples said, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? In their weakness, they saw his strength. And in the very next chapter, very next chapter, they get out of the boat, they get onto the shore, and I'm just wondering what the disciples were talking about when that happened. This guy is amazing. Jesus is all-powerful. Look what he just did. And at that moment, the demoniac of Gadara approaches. And we're told that people tried to bind him with chains and they couldn't restrain him. And I'm just wondering if the disciples were grinning, thinking of the strength of the Lord, thinking, you know what, we just saw him calm the ways. This is nothing. This is nothing for the Lord. So with that, I would like to encourage us to pray in the strength of the Lord, not in our own strength. We know God is at work. In our weakness, God is at work. And so I'm going to close by reading something. You may have already seen this. It's on a, on a, uh, I get an email that kind of like a, this day in history or something, and I get several of these. But um, on Saturday, this past Saturday, I got the story of a, a man named Noble Alexander. He was a, a pastor in Cuba. He lived from 1934 to 2002. But on February 20th, 1962, he was detained in Cuba for what was he was told to be five minutes. It ended up, ended up to be 22 years. Um, his interrogators uh, uh, accused him of preaching a sermon describing Satan's rebellion in heaven and claiming equality with God, and they alleged that his, he was uh, alluding to Castro and the communist claims of equality. And so they put him into a sham trial and uh, basically his defense attorney was in league with the prosecution, and he had no chance, no hope. And uh, the defense attorney uh, said, in mercy, I, I plead for 20 years of hard labor for this man. And, um, and so for 20 years, uh, 22 years, because the term was extended, Noble Alexander labored for the Lord in a Cuban prison. And after the judgment was passed... Um, and he was given a 20-year sentence, he wrote these words, A wellspring of joy rose up inside me. God had blessed me with a secret privilege beyond any I could have imagined. I was not suffering unjustly for mistakes. I was falsely, uh, I'm sorry, for, I was not suffering unjustly for mistakes I was falsely accused of making, but for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so in prison, he established churches, he pastored fellow believers. Um, he was often tortured. Once he was dunked in an icy lake until he passed out. Another time he was hit by a bullet when angry guards fired into his prayer group. Um, with other prisoners, he ate appalling food and approached star starvation. He was a, eventually a released and died in Connecticut in 2002. And I just want to remind us today, even having this in our heads, uh, we pray 
in supernatural strength from natural weakness. We pray today, we pray in supernatural strength, advancing the same gospel that noble Alexander wanted to advance, but even from our weakness. And so Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.